0: information.
3: May you live in interesting times. It's one more thing.
2: Armstrong and Getty. One more thing.
3: I just saw up on the TV, Claris Award in a subway station in uh, Kiev saying, this feels like scenes I've seen from World War II and the Blitz. Yeah, well, it looks exactly the same because it's the same thing. It's people hiding in the subway stations to try to avoid being bombed to death. Um, so a couple of things that are interesting. I just watched video of tanks that are surrounding the Chernobyl nuclear site. Russia really wanted to secure that for some reason. Not exactly sure why, but who knows um, build
4: uh build Chernobyl Disney
3: on the other side of the pushback against this and unintended consequences, and you never know what's going to happen. Uh, Alex actually got me a whole bunch of different sports stuff of sports teams that have canceled uh, events or championships or planned meets that were going to either be in Russia or against Russian teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, 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 Various Russian teams that have taken logos that were Russian companies off of their sports uniforms, that sort of thing. And then this. So I saw a picture from... Uh, some square that I'm sure I was in when I was in Moscow that's only a 1,000 feet from the Kremlin, where there is a giant protest going on right now, an anti-war protest. And you get involved in an anti-war protest in Moscow near the Kremlin, you are risking your life. But this one is even more giant in St. Petersburg, and it looks like... I don't even know what to compare it to. It is many, many, many thousands of people Packed together right in front of the what they call the Winter Palace there um, in St. Petersburg, um, protesting the war. I mean, so there is a huge uprising hours after this after this thing started by people that are Russian citizens against the war. I don't think he was expecting this. I wasn't expecting this. Yes, we were saying during the show, it
4: is so hard to have an accurate view of uh, let me mute myself here. I'm I'm. Tuning in some TV coverage over at my desk. Um, all right, shut up, uh, Jake Tapper. Um, it's so difficult to get an accurate view of the Russian people's will or their their point of view because you know there's no polling and you can't trust that which exists and and they live in a totalitarian
3: regime with a controlled media. But man, that's that's striking. I think that is the most interesting thing that has happened. That is the most interesting thing that has happened in the last twenty four hours. Is that there is a huge portion of the russian population that clearly doesn't want this at all and are aware of exactly what's going on even after the drumbeat of fake news if i can use that term sure that uh, that putin was putting out to his population they know what's going on and they're against it well and they're adamant and passionate enough to pour out of their homes
4: hours after this begun risking, begun. risking right. their own lives yeah that's something
3: that he wasn't expecting So, does he go full Stalin, Mubarak, you know, use your favorite dictator and clear out those, uh, China? Does he clear out those protests and quick and continue the way he's doing? Or does he look out the window and say, wait a second, what's going on here? I don't know. And neither does anybody else. Here's another interesting wrinkle the BBC was having guests on and had on a spokesman from Russia. Uh, talking about things from the Russian perspective. You know, a a, a spokesman of Putin's. Sure. Um, A a flack for Putin was on this BBC show show talking for a while. And then the next guest was McCollum? Is that how you say his name? The former ambassador to Russia from the United States under the Obama administration, who's been making the rounds all over the place. We've played 50 clips from him. Really interesting dude. But here he is on the
5: BBC. It's very confusing to understand why... Russia, Putin is invading a country that on the one hand he says has deep cultural, historical and religious ties to Russia, and then on the other hand he's invading them. But I want to ask a question to the BBC. If it was September 1st, 1939, would you put on the air a member of the Nazi party to try to explain this ridiculous, absolute falsification of of history and information that we just heard from Mr. Malonoff? Because this is complete, utter nonsense, what he just said. And I'm wondering if we're doing a service to the world by giving him a voice on the BBC. Do we need to hear, though, and I don't speak for the BBC, of course, but uh, do we need to hear uh, what the justification in is in those elite circles in the Kremlin and amongst parliamentarians, even if it's not true, put some of what he said to rest then? Well, it's utter nonsense. And I really want to ask the question. Let's go back and find out. Was the BBC putting on Nazis on September 1st, 1939? Because I think it's an ethical question for those that are in the business. You, you put him on and then you put me on. It's here's one view. Here's another view. And I don't like that. There are not flowers being thrown in front of tanks riding uh, in Ukraine. Uh, the people of Ukraine voted, including in the Donbass, except for the occupied territories where there weren't votes. They voted overwhelmingly for President Zelensky. So the gentleman you just had on was speaking utter false facts.
3: That's Michael McFowl, Democrat. I think it's for- McFall. McFall but- former yeah. a former ambassador to Russia under Obama. And uh, went to Stanford, smart guy, and he has emerged as the clearest voice on this out of any government official, past or present. Certainly not our president, certainly not our vice president, but he's done a real good job of telling people, hey, look, here's the deal. He's evil. He's doing something evil. We got to get the sanctions going now. There's no other way to look at this. All those things Putin said are lies. He's a crazy person. What are we talking about here? I like the fact that he's willing to drop the whole
4: diplomat ease thing where you're in measured tones about being on the wrong side of history. And he's willing to just call a spade a spade. I read a piece uh, earlier this morning about uh, Reagan, how Reagan tried to be clear and he was more than willing to call out evil for being evil and and make it clear you know, where the morality lied and, and, and asked Americans to rally with him. I hope we're still able to rally together as a country in the same way I doubt it. Uh, time will tell. I wish we had better leadership right
3: now. Were you putting Nazis on in 1939 and letting them put out their position and then just saying, well, thanks for coming on? Those are some interesting points.
4: Yeah, the point you made about the Jews, really troubling. Now we turn to somebody who thinks the Nazis are genocidal. Yeah, that's that's a weird way to conduct business.
3: Yeah, especially on something at this level. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. he, He does not care.
4: He does not care who he pisses off.
3: Uh, He does care, and that uh, that is what is driving him so much. He cares that the world is not taking this seriously enough as a guy who's sat across from Putin a number of times.
0: Well, I guess that's it.